ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 75 of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew. Uh, want to thank everybody for the positive feedback from last week's episode. If you haven't checked it out, uh, you should because we were joined by Braden Toon for his second go around on our show. And man, the sky is the limit for that dude. And we're real pumped uh, for the opportunity to have him and talk to him. And uh, we're really excited to see where he goes in the future because, uh, you know, Dude's got a lot of talent, and uh, he's really good. He's a really good kid, even though he's uh, more of a man than most of us, I guess. But that being said, I want to welcome everyone to a brand new episode. We are uh, episode 75 now, it seems. Uh, but as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter. Be sure, uh, well, it's at Kickout Crew. It's at Kickout Crew on all of your socials because it gets old explaining that every time. And uh, always, Watch videos exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. Uh, that being said, I think I've rambled enough, so it's time to get into the episode. Well, it's uh, me still. So uh, if you notice, we are uh, without Devin. Sometimes miracles do happen, huh? <laughs> and uh, but I want to say that uh, want to welcome our friend uh, Ben Jones to the show. Ben's been a big supporter of ours, uh, you know, over the year and a half i guess you could say or whatever year whatever it is but yeah big supporter of ours uh he's a afri show top guy like all of us uh he resides down under and uh set up the facebook page for the afri show community group which i think has helped you know bring a lot of us together more so i uh, really love that and uh Guess that's all I got. Ben, uh, welcome to the show. You got anything for our millions and millions of fans? Ah, thank you for having me. I've I've been waiting uh, for this moment for a, a long time, actually, because I've been listening to you guys for, like you said, about a year and a half. So um, it's great to finally join you guys and tee up the time differences. So, yeah, happy to be here. Well, you know us. We are some men at work, so, you know. It's hard to line up everything, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> what, time is it, what time is it right now in your area, Bill? It's 10 past 7 in the morning, um, Friday morning. So I've already had my coffee, so I'm good to go. Nice. Hey, EGIF, huh? You know, it's 13, 13 hours ahead of me. You know what's so funny about it is that, you know, I talk with Ben, I mean, at least on Messenger a lot. And I'm always thinking, like, we're in two different frames of mind. Like, I'm going to work. He's coming home from work. He's going to bed. I'm just getting my day kind of stuff. Like, I know how I feel about I'm going to work. I'm not in the greatest mood. But I know how I feel about 9, 10 o'clock at night. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty happy. Then he's going. Like, I'm like, man, we're never going to be on the same page. <laughs> oh, you should have yeah. been, been with us when we were doing the April Fool's joke. Us trying to go back and forth with each other. I was going to bed when he was giving me ideas, and then he was going to bed when I shoot an idea. So it was it was weird trying to line everything up. Oh, big time! And that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Boy, howdy. I mean, the first time that first time you were on a Zoom with us, and we're all watching SmackDown. You're talking about going, maybe thinking about a cheeseburger in an hour and a half, and I'm like yeah, going out to lunch. Huh? I'm like, what are you up to right now, Ben? You're like, no, nah, I'm just listening to you guys sitting at my kitchen table. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean there's there's no real wrong time to be thinking about a cheeseburger really that's true that's true great answer <laughs> well hell why not keep the fun times rolling huh with uh 
a great segment, probably one of our most popular. It's all Rand Stanton. So, Brad, can't wait to see what you got for us this week. So, my daughter turned 17, my youngest daughter, Lotus. It's always about Lotus lately, isn't it? So, she decided to do a birthday brunch. Yeah. Uh, there's a place called uh, the Iron Hill Brewery. Now, she wasn't drinking or anything like that, but they have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. It's nice. So my wife and I are going, and there's uh, 11 girls going to go as well. So we meet everybody there. And, of course, we're not going to sit with them. Okay, so we get there. We've already made a reservation for two tables, one for the 11. It was actually supposed to be 14, 11 came, and then one for us. And then right off the bat, the host is like, oh, really? You're not sitting with them? Now, let me tell you something. There is nobody here. Okay, we're talking uh, two different. Like, this is a big ass restaurant with a big ass outside. It's like 65, 70 degrees out. It's perfect out. There is plenty of room for us to set seats separately. So, right off the bat, attitude. Don't like that. So, then everyone orders. And again, we're sitting on the other side of him, and I hear the girl starts screaming. <laughs> perfect, right? And then they start screaming again. So, my wife goes over there. She comes back. She's always oh, just a couple of bees. So, then they start screaming again. Again, there's bees everywhere. Now, there's like, 25 bees surrounding these girls and uh, like trying to sting them. And listen, I'm not one for one bee, you know, with two bees, no big deal, but we're trying to have brunch here. And these bees are all over their, all over them and, and all over their food. And, and actually one of them has an allergy. So we say something, the reset, the receptionist comes over to us and says, yeah, I could seat them somewhere else, but it can't be outside. So, you know, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm like, well, all right, let's just give it a couple more minutes. See if they get, they leave. And they didn't. So then they move the girls inside. And this guy comes by that was, I guess, he, he's like, where am I putting this food? I said, oh, they're going inside. He goes, he goes, why is that? And I said, because there's all these bees. He goes, huh, well, welcome to nature, pal. Now, now I'm pissed, okay? <laughs> First off, this asshole's bald. And you know how I feel about bald people right off the bat. He's older like me. And, and I'm just thinking, like, nature's one thing. But getting stung by a bee while you're trying to, trying to eat is another. So I'm stewing now. My wife's stewing. And then we get the girls set up inside. So they still have the appetizer plates at this next table they're at. And they're serving their food. And there's no room. So we start moving the appetizer plates to the other table. Well, again, the receptionist comes over and says, and starts taking the plates and like moving them like this, like angry. Now, listen, I'm not saying that we spent $800 on this brush, but, you know, good two, three bills. It wasn't, a, it wasn't cheap, cheap. So at the end, you know, of course, my wife can't help herself but complain because that's what she does. Like the, the dog that bit us about a month and a half, two months ago, she went out, she ended up going across the street and, and giving them attitude about it. So she like she she can't help herself because if she she doesn't release this anger, uh, she, she'll she'll never, uh, you know, she'll never let it go. So she goes and complains. Well, guess who the two managers are? Both the assholes that were giving us a hard time. So who do you complain to at that point when the managers are the assholes? So we had to go now. Now we're involved with a regional manager. <laughs> what is coming out of this? What are we going to get 10% off our next meal? We're going to get a couple of jackasses fired from the local Iron Hill Brewery. Uh, it's just nonstop, man. <laughs> it's just nonstop. I, I, I don't understand why people just can't be polite to people. You know, I work in a business where people hate me. I think I spend one week with Brad. <laughs> they they, they hate me. I'm a car salesman. They, they come in with their defenses up and I go out of my way. To make people feel comfortable. Here you go to a place where you just want to eat some food and not be not be treated like shit. Second thing, not a rant. All right. But uh, as we know, we have our good friend Ben Jones here, who is also known as Ben Kyoto. Ben Kyoto, son of uh, our famous referee, Mike Kyoto. Now, this is all a joke. 
but it, it came up. Legitimate. <laughs> so it's come a long way. We, you know, we have this thing where we are all part of ad-free shows, and there's a weekly mailbag called, uh, you know, it's uh, Devin's favorite show, the mailbag with Mike Kyoto. So he makes that every- show. Really show. <laughs> so every, you know, every week we submit questions, and Ben's Ben's been playing this uh, Ben Kyoto thing for weeks and weeks and weeks now. So I said something on the last one. I said in a question, and it said something like, "Watch out for underground merchandise." There's uh, Ben Kyoto is going to be, you know, you, you never know what it's going to show. I, it's something I made up, some bullshit, right? So I'm I'm listening to another show on ad free shows. It's called uh, The Taskmaster, which has uh, Kevin Sullivan and our our good friend Paul Bromwell is hosting it, who also hosts the Mailbag. And I I thought Paul just did such a tremendous job on the show that I messaged him and said, hey, man, great job. You better watch yourself or you're going to find yourself another job. And he laughed. He goes, dude, you're not going to believe what happened. He goes, Evan sends me questions while I'm on the show. And I read your question. And I'm like, I read the question that I'm supposed to be asking on Mike Kyoto's mailbag. And I'm asking Kevin Sullivan about his son, Ben. <laughs> and he goes, and Kevin answers the question. And no cells about the son. So I'm like, does he have a son named Ben? And then I'm like, oh shit, this is for the wrong show. And he lets the whole thing go. Just absolutely hilarious. Tremendous. <laughs> it is. So he asked Kevin Sullivan about his son Ben Ben uh, about underground merchandise, and Kevin laughs like, yeah, I get it, man. And he also the question that I asked him was about like. Back in the pandemic when no one was in the ring and about how you talked about it last week. And Kevin said he just talked about it like, yeah, he talked about it last week. He didn't talk about it last week. Oh, man. For those of you at home, I know talking around in circles here a little bit, but he asked the wrong question on the wrong show. And it's just hilarious because it was a real specific to one person. And he asked it to someone else. And he answered it. Having said that. Just a quick quick question about your brunch experience. Yeah, sure. So you're talking about the bees. Was one of them B. Brian Blair? Boom. Mm. How long have you been waiting to say that? Waka waka waka. A few a few minutes. <laughs> Man, you're lucky you wasn't one of the killer bees because you really could have got hurt. Ooh. Ooh. That's where I was going. What do you got, Mike? Oh, you got a bees, bee jerk? <laughs> 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 Hey, I'm allergic to bees, so I sympathize with uh, whoever else was allergic because uh, it, it ain't no. You gotta watch out for those killer bees. <laughs> well, we'll be right back. Back to you, back oh. to you, James. Hey, shout out to Lotus for doing the what the sunrise thing and that like a birthday brunch, like top of the morning, huh? <laughs> yeah, top of the morning for you. Yeah, because <laughs> I know my 17th uh, you know birthday was spent probably blackout drunk somewhere. Who knows? But, you know, there's enough about that. Oh, uh, well, here we go. Uh, so I guess Mike, uh, looking dapper as fuck, uh, you know, tell him where you got that stuff. And uh, I guess you're up. Oh, it's me. OK, well, this week I was trying to think of something fun to do. And I was thinking 75 episodes. Yeah, I know. I only took that one. <laughs> if you guys could live. In a movie or TV series, mm. not be a main character, just that's the life you live in, is in that one. What would it be? Man. I don't know. Cheer seems pretty good. <laughs> right. 
Baywatch Game was fun too. Game of Thrones. <laughs> What'd you say? Vikings. Game of Thrones or Vikings? What? You want to just get killed? <laughs> oh, I'd be like the baddest dude out there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Kayfabe height and weight. Yeah, like in your wrestling days. I'd be killing kill the three there, buddy. Oh, there you go. See? Hmm. Just count the three. Well, I'm not ready to rumble. I lived in Varsity Blues, so I, I'm not going to pick that one. Uh, I will say Goodfellas is like my second favorite movie, but granted, death and uh, you know FBI. <laughs> so, but I would choose Goodfellas because hey, when the good times are good, you're rich as fuck. No right. You know what's real? Real quick, I, I was making those other two up. I my favorite show ever is Lost. And I know, but would you really want to be in that situation? I don't know. But I was jealous that I wasn't. I don't know why, but I really like that show. And I, I loved everything that happened on it. And I, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Lost, even though it probably would, I'm going to regret it later. You just want to be a dance like castaway or something. A chess player? No, castaway. Huh? With um, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. You know, that dirt road scene was filmed outside of my hometown. Where like yeah, he yeah. finally delivers yeah. that package. Shout out Wilson. Yeah. I think being a part of the movie uh, Wolf of Wall Street will be pretty fun too. Ooh, that would be fun. What about you, Ben? I'm just trying to think. Maybe uh maybe something like Seinfeld. Yeah. Ooh, Seinfeld would be good, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised nobody yeah. said friends. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a piece That's of shit like show. <laughs> <laughs> Seinfeld would be fun. One of the, yeah. Hey, that's a good answer, you know. I feel, some have called me a modern-day Costanza in my uh, days. So it'd be cool to be one of his friends, for sure. Yeah. Who's left? That's what I got, that's what I got this week. Just trying no, to that was good. That was good, Mike. That was a tough one. Yeah. Because I, I know I've thought that way in my life before. And I know there's people that really get into their shows to the point where, like, they they believe them. Like kind of like yeah, us with wrestling. I mean, kind of like your main character. <laughs> you're just living that life, you know, around them. Almost you know, like the Truman Show. Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah that was a regular character out there, just somewhere in the background. How mean was the Truman Show, right? That was brutal. <laughs> it's all a lie. What about Breaking Bad, huh? You know, just do a bunch of a bunch of meth. <laughs> that, that's Alabama, James. I live that now. I'll tell you what, man. The movie Blow looked pretty good too. <laughs> At least for the first half. Yeah. <laughs> when he ended up in jail, it was a little rough, but you know, hey, first half pretty when fun. Riding in the car and she goes ballistic. Oh, you just, man, just man. Breaking Bad was done in Alabama five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> the people, the people involved, and the names and locations have been changed. To yeah, protect- yeah, exactly. There's a real teacher here at my high school. <laughs> he was Mr. Brown instead of Mr. White, though. Hey, oh. Well, Mr. I guess Brown. that's that, huh? Mr. Brown is a clown who <laughs> runs the town in a coffin, huh? Shout out Bob Marley. That's a sweet song. But, uh, well, hey, uh, what better way to uh, watch some stuff than with some food? So, uh, Mike, what you uh, got for us to grab on this week? Well, of course, we are still in uh, football season. So yeah. this week, I'm going to do a garlicky chicken wing with jalapenos. What was that? What you need for this? Garlicky 
Shut up. <laughs> this is three teaspoons of fish sauce, two teaspoons of uh, lemon juice. You need one tablespoon. Uh, I'm, I'm tablespoons. I'm sorry, tablespoons. You need one tablespoon plus one teaspoon of brown sugar, four garlics, and two pressed, two thinned, uh, two pound chicken wings. So you need some chicken wings in there. Half a pound of jalapenos. You need two tablespoons plus two teaspoons of oil, some salt. You need a little bit of a small chili, red, uh, red chili, thin slice, chopped serrancho, and basil for serving is your ingredients. What you want to do is in a large bowl, whisk together the fish sauce, lime juice, and one teaspoon or tablespoon of brown sugar to dissolve. Stir it together real good. Press in the garlic and toss in the wings. Refrigerate for one to three hours. Air fry the wings at 400 degrees and then transfer the wings and set timer for 15 minutes and do something else. Oh, start cooking for another eight minutes. Toss in jalapenos with two tablespoons of oil and one teaspoon of salt. Flip wings around the pepper. Oh, sorry, I lost it. Glad this is early. This is a big one. You're at the scatter shit uh, shit peppers. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, that's supposed to be jalapeno peppers because we can't find those anywhere. <laughs> the, so the shin shit peppers are supposed to be jalapeno peppers. Around the wings and cook until wings are cooked thoroughly and peppers are brown in spots. Seven minutes is what it takes. And then in a, in a small skillet, heat remaining two tablespoons of oil, garlic on low, stir and for four minutes, add chili and cook until garlic is brown and put on top of it. There you go. I fucked that one up big time. <laughs> hey, but ben, there's a reason this is early, Ben. <laughs> but hey, that, yeah. your plate I design. Uh, big, what was the, I thought it was easy one, and I fucked up big time. I had to write down. Well, it helps when you read the fucker before we do it on the show. I just copied <laughs> But Copy I'll say your, your culinary presentation, Mike, gets better and better every week. Well, I, I can cook. I just can't read and write. Hey. This is my thing. Well, don't be sad because two out of three ain't bad. There you go. Yeah, so garlic pepper wings. Check it out. We'll post on. I'll post it on Twitter. Um, next Thursday. Hell yeah, I like it. You know what else I like? What's that? Today's agenda. Yeah, so I guess crap. we kind of did this, huh? <laughs> Today's agenda. <laughs> um, I could have gone without doing this this week. It's because Ben's here. Uh, ben Jones, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and he picked two matches for us this week, two of his favorites, and I'm going to shoot him over these matches when we get to it. I don't know what he was thinking, and I'm going to mention it several times during the uh, the character breakdown and match breakdown. So yeah, that's I'll, I'll give me a good reason why why we shouldn't throw you under the bus right now. The floor. Is I mean, here. look, you guys have covered a match where it involves people sticking their thumbs up butts before, so. It can't really get much worse than that, right? 
Uh, shout out it to the can. bonus episode with Brian Haremza. <laughs> it, it, can, it can always get worse. It depends on who you have on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. That's it. It's today's agenda. <laughs> so it's time for match one. And uh, I think we're good to go. So let's get it going. It is Hulk Hogan versus Big John Studd. It is for the WWF Heavyweight Championship at a WWF house show. It took place October 19th, 1985, a month and seven days before greatness was born into this world known as James L. Corrie. <laughs> uh, it took place at the, boy, going to butcher this, Hiram Bithorn Stadium in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. I'll get that one. I like it. I like how it's a house show, but it's outside and it's raining. <laughs> Makes no sense. Walk, 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 this walk. guy. <laughs> it had an attendance of twelve hundred, supposedly, and uh, had a match length of seven minutes and twenty-two seconds. But Devin, how did? Oh wait, he is gone because uh, he hates us. So uh, Ben, why this match? I mean, why not this match? I mean, when was the last time you saw a good rain match? Um, it's just, there's, there's so much to this match, like little things to pick up on that it's just one of those unique things worth checking out and seeing what you guys think about it. Obviously not not very fondly. <laughs> I, no, I, I did think the rain was unique. I mean, of course they didn't plan on it to happen, but that definitely added to the match. <laughs> well, we'll get into that, huh? <laughs> So just something different, Ben. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's do it, man. Big John it's, it's Stud. Far, it's far from my favorite match. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> no, we're going to go with it is your favorite match. <laughs> God damn it. So Big John Stud already in the ring looks pissed off right from the beginning. Uh, Hogan, a big, big intro for him. Mike, does this ring look different to you? Um, yeah, because I didn't watch at the time. But it seemed like I might have had like some kind of canvas to support um, rain, like a tarp. I, I agree. It had a, like a smaller watching, look to it. You weren't watching before you were born. <laughs> I saw that coming. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I thought I didn't nice. mention before uh, about the intro. I don't know if it was just how they posted, it, how they edited it, but did you notice that the music was very loud and uh, you couldn't even hear our commentary team, uh, you know, talking. Because all you heard was, you know, Hogan's music, like black. By the way, James, who are the commentary team? Well, I'm pretty sure it was voiced over by <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Look yeah, at him. Look at him. Man, what a great, what a great commentator. He was. Ben, how did you like Stud's robe and overall look? I I quite liked it, actually, because I thought he was the... He was a very realistic opponent for, for Hogan because he was bigger than Hogan. So he, he looked like he had a chance to beat Hogan on any night. I love Big John I, stuff. I, that. I was a big fan. Uh, I, I actually, you guys are going to laugh, but I actually rooted for him to beat uh, Andre the Giant in the slam uh, body slam competition because I just, there was some, I knew he was never going to win. No one ever beat Andre. Like it happened like twice ever, you know? But there was, uh, I thought he had a, I don't know. I thought he just had a way about him. 
So hey, they locked up a body slam competition. You say? <laughs> I do. This, this match was a uh, body slam competition thing. Oh, well, it never quite gets to that, does it? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they lock up twice. They stop. Adam, have you ever wrestled in the rain before? And be specific. Actually, no. We almost did when I first started refereeing. But as far as uh, an actual working and having a match, no, I haven't never been in the rain. Any ladies in the world? Any ladies you know been lucky enough to wrestle with you in the rain? I was my I'm just going to hush. What a southern gentleman. A southern yeah. gentleman indeed. A lot of nothing going on here early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> test of strength by uh, both competitors. This is very, very methodical. Knee to the stomach of Hulk. Mike, what do you think of this setting in general, though? Well, I mean, it, it was like the strength of test or test of strength, whatever you want to call it. I love but, a test of str- a strength of test. I mean, he was, I don't know. I don't know why I thought about it. No, but the vibe of the place. What do you think of the vibe of the place, like the crowd, um, the outside setting? He was reacting, of course, I mean, but why would they not? Because Hogan, right there at the beginning of it, Hogan was at the weakest. Okay. Well, but, uh, you know, Gorilla did mention uh, Hulkster with a tremendous tan really looks good. So shout out to Easy E because that must be a thing, you know. <laughs> shout out to Bishop. the power to overcome everything. I guess so. And when he went for that attempted slam in uh, this knee right here, there's also a the champ went in, but not deep enough. <laughs> Heard that? Heard that. <laughs> uh-huh. Ben, who, Ben, who's uh, Big John Stud's best opponent? Best opponent. I, you'd have to say Andre, you know, that whole Battle of the Giants thing. Isn't it funny that Andre did not like him? That's exactly what I was going to say. Andre didn't like him at all. Yeah. And only yep. because he was a big man. There's only one room for yeah. one giant around here. And he <laughs> stepped over the top rope. That was like the most disrespectful thing that you could do for Andre. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I, I don't think anybody ever really measured up to Andre. I think only the closest now is like Satnam Singh. I've said it a few times on his show. Even the big show, to me, doesn't have the same look as Andre, but Satnam Singh is is a giant. Uh, and big show's a, a giant too, but I don't know. There's something about Satnam's face and hands and everything about him. So uh, Hogan with the comeback now. The crowd wants this so bad, don't they, James? Oh, of course they do. Uh, I honestly think, were they chanting, we want blood during some of this bear hug stuff? Did y'all hear that? I couldn't make it out. But I swear they were saying we want blood. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought they were doing like their Bailey type thing. We want hugs. <laughs> well, that's what happens next. Or we want a flood. <laughs> we want flood. <laughs> so if they did say we want hugs, boy, did they get it. <laughs> Bear hug by stud. Ben, this match is boring. And I'm sorry I have to say that because it is. It's very, very boring. But I, I, I didn't realize what was really happening at this point. Adam, is it the, the rain is really affecting these guys in ring ability? I mean, what would you have done? What kind of audible would you have called in this situation? I'd hit the ground and did like a choke hold or a sleeper hold on the ground. I would have been standing up because you notice it gets real slippery in there. Absolutely. It's dangerous, right? Yeah, I'd have been, I'd have been on the ground doing like a figure four or some, some kind of choke hold or sleeper or something. 
So back into the bear hug. Uh, that seems to be the strategy for now. The ref is uh, checking to see if Hogan is, you know, out. So we're going to one arm up. One arm twice down. One arm. Oh, Hogan is alive. He is. He is. Like, snap out of it. He is not going to pass out. Mike, this is classic Hogan, right? Oh, I love it. I, I love that one, two. And when they do that three, he stops. And that's, that's 100% Hogan right there. Some may even call it vintage Hogan. He, he'll, I bet you he'll do it today. If he was in the ring, he'll do it today, even though yeah. they don't do it anymore. But it doesn't last long because Stud is back on the offense, back into the bear hug again. Umbrella ups are now up in the crowd. So now you know really what's going on. It's hey. pouring. It's pouring. Go ahead. Did you notice that people were using chairs? <laughs> <laughs> I had that in my nose. James, we don't know if McMahon was here or not, but if he is watching this match, what is he saying? God, this is such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> Atomic drop by Hogan, now out of the ring, stud into the post, raises Hogan's hand, but it wasn't over. And then, basically, stud leaves. He just leaves the match. Ben, like, is this a work? Is this a shoot? Is Big John Stud pissed? Because And they just count him out? Like, what do you think was happening here? I, I think it might have actually been a shoot where he, he's just thought, you know, I'll stuff this. I, I, I just can't do it. You know, there's, there's no point. Like, we, we have to go home anyway. I might as well just walk out and get a count out. So you don't think he just said, fuck it, I'm out. I can't do yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, oh, you, pretty much. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I never was the rain. Was the rain? Rain too cold. Yeah. Well, well, even even Hogan was pissed. Like with his posing, like he was barely flexing. It was just like, eh, you know. Yeah, you can see when he went for the championship belt. He's like, "Hey, give my belt." You can tell he was aggravated. I mean, speaking of the belt, I believe that this was the debut of the '86 title. Oh, okay. Uh, Hogan's music hits and he wins and he still gets cheered. Uh, the fans aren't as disappointed, at least the way I see it, as they should be, but that's the match. Back to you, James. Well, uh, now, James, before you jump on the next thing. Oh, believe me, just, I, have a, I have a couple well, of things. I think about this too also. It's, did y'all see the card for this show? No. The other matches was Tony Atlas uh, versus Steve Lombardi. Corporal Kirshner defeated Tiger Chung Lee. Ricky Steamboat defeated Moondog Spot. Wendy Richter with Cindy Lauper defeated the Spider Lady with Fabulous Moolah for the Women's Championship. Then Hogan beat Stud. The Killer Bees, B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel, defeated Barry O. and Iron Mike Sharp. Tito Santana defeated Randy Savage for their Condo Championship. And Pedro Morales defeated the Spoiler. In a minute 14. That yeah. was the main event of that. <laughs> so this was almost like um like a Saudi show. Bring out all the big guns for a major house show. Put on a big show especially for Puerto Rico. Ha- especially having Sidney Lauper involved as well. Yeah, that's big, right? Yeah, Sidney Lauper and Wendy Richter. There was a rival. Uh, there was another company doing a show with Abdullah the Butcher and stuff the, the same day as this. Found that in the research. You know, I I wonder uh, what he would be like to meet in person, like not on camera. 
because I saw him on Dark Side of the Ring and he was weird. <laughs> he was scaring those guys we, to death. <laughs> I don't know if you guys uh, picked up on this or not, but with Gorillas commentating, at one point it got a bit staticky, but the original version of this match actually shows Gorilla at the announce table and they cover him with like a tarp to keep him dry. Huh. I thought mm. it was moist Because of the rain. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like they flew him out for it, James. That big, big boy shit right there. Yeah, he did the ring announcing too, I think. Did it all. Yeah. Probably yeah. work gorilla too. Huh. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I do want to say the atomic drop. Uh, you notice how Hogan like kneed him in the ass <laughs> and then like dropped him down. And uh, I have a question for, well, Adam, as an in-ring performer, that uh, throw into the uh, post on the outside, is that the hardest post throw of all time? I've seen one that's a little bit harder than that. <laughs> Usually when they just push them from behind and they go, oh. I think I've sneezed harder than that before. <laughs> you see how skinny those ropes were? <laughs> that's what I meant about the setting. The ring looked, everything looked different. That was a 16 by 16 ring. And those ropes was about as big as a uh, water hose. And no you know pads. who takes a... No turbo you know, pads. You know who takes a good post hit? Brock Lesnar. Because that's usually the turning point of his match every time. Yeah. <laughs> hit him into the post. Or Goldberg. He likes to hit the head. Yeah. Oh, by I the way, Mike, I just watched, I finally just watched the treasures on Goldberg. Man, you'd love it. No. He, he actually mentions you. Oh, yeah, but he does. Yeah, he says, you know, he'd like to meet you one day and just see what's up. Mike says he needs to quit looking for treasures, not looking for his abilities. Hey, all I got, all I got last 30 seconds, and I'm good. Yeah, 30 seconds, huh? 30 seconds. I, I can run around for 30 seconds. I'm good. I don't know if you can outrun that spear. <laughs> I'll try. All right. Anybody else have anything? All right, James. I guess it's all you, pal. Hell yeah. Well, uh, fun stuff there, and, you know, let's – uh keep these fun times uh, pouring on down, you know, or crashing down as someone say. And uh, let's go to Adam. And Adam, <laughs> what you got for us? Oh, man, you know, usually I'll do the, the update on my referee and stuff. <laughs> what? But, as you all know, as we record, no. WWE just released like 17 more people. Mm. Um, including Elias, um, Dolph Ziggler, oh. I mean, how do you not have a spot for Dolph Ziggler? And they just signed a, a thing with SmackDown going back to USA. It's like a $1.4 billion deal. So you're telling me that you have, you signed this big deal, get all this money, you got to release some of your best talents? It just goes my mind. And they're bringing in new talent. Exactly. I mean... That, that's what I want to get. You're bringing in these other people... You know, for a new contract and everything else, like, but you're releasing the guys that made you who you are today. I mean, I know, I understand there's some people on there that they never really used and they're gone, you know, but yeah, Dolph. Don't you about Dana Brooke? She was there every day. She, she worked her ass off. I was a, I was a huge fan of hers because I mean, she gave it everything she had when she had her opportunity. And yeah, Mustafa Ali. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Elias. I mean, they could all go out there in the ring and work. Hey, well, they they got rid of Elias, but at least they kept his brother Ezekiel. So you know, the family's not. Yeah, yeah they haven't released him yet. But 
I, mean, I do. I do always wonder, guys, if these people wanted to be released too. I I feel like WWE always takes the heat for certain things, but Dolph Ziggler hasn't been used in a long time. He's pushing forty or is forty. Maybe it was just time. Maybe he's got other plans. I I don't know. But well, I know he's I, to do the comedy thing. Him and his brother. Yeah, and they're real good. I like to see him and his brother tag and do something. Because I think I always thought uh, Dolph Ziggler. We always we've talked about it on this show that he's kind of like a Miz to the WWE, where they put him in where they need him. And if they need they need a great match or they need a great segment, they know he's going to give it to them. They need to put somebody over. He's going to do that. They need him to win. He's going to do that. He's always. I mean, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be more to that, but I I don't know. And by the time this comes out, maybe you all do. <laughs> what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I, I haven't seen the um the news this morning um about the releases. So yeah, can't really comment. And then but... there's a, there's another news release about. Um, this man there, they might be trying to push him out as far as, um, out of the company and out of the whole merger deal because, um, they have, like, he owns like 28 million shares of stock or something. So his stock's up for sale. It's supposed to be like $3 billion and he might be on his way out the door. Wow. KOC takes over TKO and you can make your donations and let's buy this fucker. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to sell WWE for $9 billion. Merged. So his shares are <laughs> $3 billion. That's $12 billion. What the fuck else is he going to do like, with $12 billion? He has what? 15, 20 years left in his life? If that, yeah. I mean... But I mean, you know everything. I mean, the the I can't remember the guy's name. The, the Ariel something or another. Helwani. He, no, yeah. but I like him though. He's good. Oh, uh, um, Manuel or whatever. Yeah, the guy that does over all of it. Yeah, it's not like he didn't know the risk he was getting when he uh, when he acquired this man and all that. So why all of a sudden is it like, well, he might be a liability. We might need to get rid of him. The same thing they did with Turner, man. That's what they do. They merge together. Hey, it's going to be a smooth transition. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. Then the minute it goes through, all right, old man, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, they've, they've got his stocks up for sale and everything right now. Yep. So I don't think it'd be too much longer. He'll be out. He'll be out. What if it's a Saudi person that has the money and buys them all? Hmm. I just oh. want to say something real quick here. I wanted to show this picture again. For those of you that can see it, I know I'm in and out here. This was uh, from our good friend Ben Jones down below. He had made this months and months and months, maybe a year ago at this point. Uh, Hulk Hogan with the KOC shirt on, saying, this doesn't work for me. This this shirt works for me, brother. This is one of my favorite things. I'm telling you right now, because it looks, it looks so freaking real. It looks it like he's really wearing it, and I love this. I have two of them. He's, he's representing. I two of them. I have one in my bedroom and one in my living room, I swear to God. That's freaking wow. great. I love it. Yeah, the wife hey, loves it, too. Brother. The, wife, the wife loves it, too, let me tell you. Oh, that was fun. That was fun to put together for you. Oh, man, we appreciated it, for sure. Oh, yeah. No, but that's it, though, man. It just blows my mind how WWE's making money hand over fist, and you tell me you can't find stuff for a couple of these guys that's been with you. Shelton Benjamin, too. How do you get around? I mean, he's one of the best guys on the damn roster. All you got to do is just put him in somewhere, and he'll he's, he's money. 
And you, and, you ain't got a spot for him either? And you know what sucks, though? Does AEW or Impact have a spot for him? I'd like, love to see he, Elias go go to, like, Impact or something because he's really entertaining. Yeah, but he's... AEW to sign anybody. <laughs> I just don't. They got so too many talent. people. We talk about this shit all the time. I mean, yeah, they got so. There's so much. I mean, you can make you can make another company out of talent that's signed that's not used. Let's do it. Ben, <laughs> they got rid of Tenniel Dashwood. That's what I'm saying. I'm. They got rid of Emma. Ben doesn't watch the current product. <laughs> I'm gonna have to soon though. Yeah, but she's from Australia, though. He knows who she is. Apparently not. You know how big Australia is? I love when Sorensen, I, I remember when Ben was on with us oh. on a Zoom, and he actually said, aren't you excited that StarCast is coming to Australia? Australia's fucking big, all right? That'd be like <laughs> saying for me that StarCast is coming to uh, California. I, I'm not going, all right? I'm not flying five hours to go there. Yeah, it's like it's like down the street. Okay, but, so Elimination Chamber's coming to... Australia. Is that going to be anywhere near you? Right yeah, it's coming here. to Perth. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, I am a 15-minute walk from the stadium. That's how close I am. I hope you're going. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying I have to uh, get in touch with the current product so I know what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, that Perth, I, I see. I, I saw Perth. I knew you were good. But Australia is freaking big, man. Not to mention it is a uh, convict colony. Well, if you look at Australia... <laughs> And America, like side by side, there is a similar size. Yes, it's huge. It's, just, it's not like walking yeah, down it, the street. He made it sound like because Starcast was coming there, you were like in a stroll down the road. Yeah, they didn't say they were yeah. coming to Perth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was hey, dying. Hey, Ben, I do have a suggestion. You said you hmm. did a 15 minute walk from the arena, right? Yeah, sell parking tickets that people park right there in the yard, they had to walk 15 minutes. And that pays for your tickets. Boom. I like what you're saying, but I, I yeah, I'm in an apartment building. So that, that <laughs> I knew the answer to that. <laughs> I apartment. waited. I waited because I knew it was an apartment. <laughs> I was waiting. You, you could play it off. Hey, like, that's a good idea. Maybe talk to your <laughs> landlord. Hey, Whitaker, that's a great idea. I'll look into it. <laughs> yeah. right. I'm just saying, I mean, you're right there. Get people parked there and then. 50 bucks to, take, like, to park there, and that's it. There's your tickets right there. I mean, I'm going to have to charge probably about 200 cars for the, the price of the tickets, though. <laughs> no, uh, probably less than a WrestleMania tickets. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remortgage my house. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well... Looks like it's uh time to keep this going and uh Bryant, I hope you're ready because uh I'm gonna audible from what Brad put because you know karma is definitely a bitch. And uh but I wanted to you know switch things around because uh we have Ben on the show, so I want to involve Ben in my topic. Um Ben, you know, part of the podcast, the Zipco Bros, which is uh, you know, guys located at all kinds of different zip codes, you know, coming together. Some would say they're located in different time zones. And uh, a little birdie put in my ear, hey, you should check out a map of Australia's time zones. And I did. So I kind of want to know, hey, Ben, 
what the fuck is going on with Australia's time zones? How do you have time zones stacked on each other? And how do they change with the season? So uh, I would really love some explanation on this. Okay, so I'm in the green area. And the yellow and the purple regions, they are the ones that change their clock for daylight savings. And we don't do shit. Oh, I got you. So you so stay the same all year, no matter what. Oh, that's nice. I was even look like so it's nice and easy. Yeah. <laughs> but what's with the so, time um, zones stacked on each other? Are they are they just all the same time zone? Just it's a great yeah. <laughs> so once for daylight savings time, right? So the purple region is like two to three hours difference to me, and then the yellow section is like an hour and a half difference. But why are they divided? Like Northern Territory, South Australia, Queensland, like. Because, you know, in America, which is the only thing I can relate to, we have, like, East, <laughs> Mountain, you know, Central. Like, it's all up and down, up and down. But this one's, like, you know. Yeah, well, it's just done by state. So mm. right. so he's saying that it's not 9.30 on the top one and 10.30 on the bottom one. That's just the daylight savings time difference, correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Okay, because yeah. when I looked at it, I was like, what is Yeah, it looks earth? confusing. Does the earth rotate yeah. <laughs> differently? <laughs> ah, this is what throws me off. In America, the time zones are, differi are differenti differentiated by one hour, like an hour each. Yours is an hour and a half. Yeah. Another <laughs> half hour. Yeah. How dumb is that off. shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not perfect. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it, it seems. Be. What's that? He said he either either in his own language. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to point that out and uh, get some explanation on it. Hey, you know, you educated the audience with that. So Tasmania looks badass. <laughs> yeah, little... how can you, there? <laughs> you have to take a boat. I've always wanted to go there. It's supposed to be a really beautiful um, part of the world, actually. So very cold. But yeah, I feel sorry for them because they're sort of broken away from the mainland. So, so I, I'm going to look like an idiot. So uh, they used to be connected. No. Okay, I didn't think so. Pangea, just, didn't we all used to be connected? I know, I know. I just look at that like he said, breaking away. <laughs> like how, how how much long has that been going on? <laughs> Boy, I didn't see this yeah. coming, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a geography lesson. Wow, yeah, right. And another thing I wanted to mention, uh, on like TikTok and all that stuff, you see the reels from uh, that, uh, I think it's called the Marshmallow Company or something like that. Uh, is that around your area? Because I didn't really research this part. Probably should have. But on TikTok, they have this marshmallow like place and they're viral for like all these crazy ass marshmallows they make. And I Oh, I, I haven't seen it. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. I like the sounds of it though. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to point out, like, you know, we got Ray Ripley, Buddy Murphy or Matthews or whatever it is. Uh, Y'all said Emma. Uh, there's a lot of uh, talent that comes, uh, you know, from uh, down under. So, you know, it's cool. Well, actually, we've view. got about we've got about 50 independent promotions in the country. Damn. So, oh. yeah. So it's always pumping out a lot of talent. Now, is that just like, is that like your area or is that no, the, the whole, whole 
<laughs> the whole country. Yeah, so yeah. I think we've got a <clears throat> Okay. Three or four here in Perth. And I would also, I would also of... like to say that off her, the chop, off her chops is on the premier streaming network, which is Jesse McKay and Cassie Lee from Australia. So there you go. True. Okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Our, sis, our sisters on the network, huh? Hopefully, so they'll, uh, like, hopefully, I'll give them a few more listens. Come see you. Like it's it's a big deal. Like everybody. Even if they're not like big wrestling fans, they go to it, or is it just wrestling fans that go to it? Just wrestling fans, yeah. They don't get much of a turnout, but it's it's fun. It's fun for the people to go. It's, oh, I um, agree. I think it could be. Yeah. I mean, especially for I mean, fans that don't get it all the time. Exactly. Like with the absence of WWE coming here on a regular basis, it's it's the only thing we've got really. Right. Okay. It's interesting, man. It's a different world. That's for sure. I never thought I'd know someone from Australia, really. For real. Uh, hey, what a what a yeah. what a wonderful community this is that we can all like interact this way. Really, I mean, we we talk about this all the time. It's just crazy uh, how wrestling oh, brings everybody together. IFS has been a game changer. Yes, yeah. right. we agree for sure. Usually, that is James' uh, segment. <laughs> right, <laughs> wrestling bringing <laughs> people together and. Now yeah. we're worldwide. Hell, you're our, uh, I think, our second international uh, guest that we've had. So, hey, man, you know. Yeah, that's it. Just met each other through some wrestling podcasts. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. Very good. I like it. And that's pretty much all I have. So, you know, we might as well you, keep what? Keep talking. Keep oh, talking. Well, you know what else is so good is uh, our second match because, <laughs> my goodness, it's a barn burner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which one is it? Well, glad you asked. It is Adrian Adonis versus Uncle Elmer. Great <laughs> screenshot by Bryant right there. So shout out, you know, you can see this on Premier Streaming Network. Uh, it took place WrestleMania 2, the LA portion of WrestleMania 2 from uh, the LA Memorial Sports Arena in Los Angeles, California. It the date it took place was April seventh, nineteen eighty six. It had an attendance of fourteen thousand five hundred. It had a match length of three minutes and one second. And some would say that's just not enough time, right? <laughs> and then uh, Meltzer, your boy, <laughs> gave it one star. But Devin, oh, that's right, he hates us still. <laughs> so uh, Ben, why this match? Okay, so. This is criminally underrated as the worst match in WrestleMania history. Not mm. not enough people are talking about how bad this match is. So again, it's one of those random things that needs to be looked at. You know, Ben, this is one of my favorite WrestleManias. I've talked about it on the show many times because it's got Bundy and Hogan. And again, not a great match, but I, I remember this paper very well. And I'm going to go right back to you on this because I, I didn't have this written down, but what did you think of this WrestleMania with the three different locations? I liked it actually, because it's it, um, as like an eight year old kid watching it, you're like, Oh wow. We get to cross over to these different cities and, you know, different announced teams. And yeah, I thought it was great. And they say it's live in all three places. Yeah. seems almost impossible, right? Oh, well with I mean, time having... zones, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a real hard thing to put together. That's all. 
but having three main events in the one pay per view, like that, that was a pretty, like it got the viewers in. That's for sure. And it was only three hours long. Yeah. And now it's like be three days long, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get into it. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about this Adrian Adonis character. It is, it was an unusual character at the time. Uh, so we, we are going to get into that a little bit because that is a big part of this match. But Adrian Adonis and Jimmy Hart entrance with absolutely no music. Adam, is this is this Adrian Adonis character the epitome of making the most out of what you're given as a gimmick? 100%. I mean, he's got the, the bow in his hair. He's got the leg warmers. I mean, it, it's it's back then you could get by with it. And you got real heat for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember this very vividly. I remember, uh, I'll, I'll get into it. I will. I'll get into it because I remember this a lot as a kid. I really do. It was very, very different. Uh, ben, did you know Adonis before this character? Yeah, the biker gimmick that he had um, in 85. And so I was watching kind of on a regular basis to see that transition into this character now. So, um, yeah, completely different. But the way he, I mean, he was so t- talented like to be able to pull off both those characters in that time frame like yeah just a really good talent amazing and if anybody uh, uh i'm sure a lot of our guys here and a lot of the people we lo- listen to the listen have watched the dark side of the ring episode on adrian adonis uh highly recommend it uh, it tells you the whole story of him and uh his ups and downs for sure so uh, uncle uncle elmer entrance is he's introduced from philadelphia mississippi which i you know it's just you don't hear it too often um with a ton of security, a ton of security, which I'm not sure why. Maybe there was more to that story. And to pretty big ovation. I mean, Mike, this is right up your alley, isn't it? Uh, right up my alley? Yeah, this is your kind of guy, right? Yeah, I mean, he's an old redneck. He can whip somebody's ass. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like some of that you would... See, I just thought... Not not that... Yeah, you know, I knew you're from Georgia. That's not what I meant, but I, I was... A rough talk... No, but, I mean, you're, but you're right. I mean, it's somebody that I, I would root for at yeah. the time. I mean, you know, he's a country boy. He's out there and, you know, doing his thing. Uh, James, uh, so before we get this match started, who are the announcers? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brad. It is uh, Lord Alfred Hayes, Jesse Ventura... And Elvira, and before you get going, did anybody recognize the great ring announcer? No, go ahead, James. Who was it? Oh, well, it was Lee Marshall. Ah, they're great. (laughs) Am I right on that? But what about Elvira? (laughs) She was smoking. As our good friend Braden Toon would say, fire. Fire. He said it a while. I listened to the show today. He said that quite a bit. It was good. So... Uh, Adrian Adonis all worked up on the outside here, and this is quite this is quite the visual. Honestly, this is quite the visual. Um, Elmer on the attack, Adrian selling uh, off the charts early. Adam, did you um, what did you think of that? I did. I mean, I gotta be honest. I, I tried to watch this match, and it was just I couldn't get excited. I mean, let me tried to watch it. It's four minutes. You couldn't get through a four minute match. Yeah. I just, I, I just looked down the whole time. You know what will help you get excited through a four-minute match? <laughs> Blue Chew! <laughs> After I seen Uncle Elmer swing and hit him and he fell with him, I just I lost it. I just like, I forget it. I... Well, I, he, she, uh, 
he is selling out of off the charts here. So out of the ring, back in now. Elmer punches Adonis out of the ring again. Jimmy Hart is helping. Elmer pulling the dress off Adonis. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about, Adam. <laughs> this is uh like this is uh Shawn Michaels type shit here. Okay. He he made Uncle Elmer look way too good. <laughs> <laughs> so Elmer's the one you don't like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Okay. I loved Adonis. I mean, it's just he just he tried way too hard. This was almost worse than than the Hogan and uh Shawn Michaels. Look, it's still the entertainment time in WWE, but this is the entertainment era. This is when they were just Yeah, he was telling a lot for a lot of stuff up here. Now he uh, Elmer pulls him back into the ring or Adonis back into the ring over the rope. Adonis uh stuck in the rope. Ben, is Adonis not known for offense? Because what's going on here? He hasn't thrown a punch yet. Yeah. He's um he, he's just trying to put Elmer over like a like he's really strong and powerful and he's got no chance to beat him and just yeah, like you said, just overselling it to make him look good. Well, now, finally, after I asked that question, a right hand by Adonis, finally starting it up. Adonis out of the dress now and is posing in the middle of the ring. Avalanche by Elmer in the corner, misses, and then misses, or no, then he misses the big leg. He got the avalanche, then misses the big leg. Adonis on the top, headbot off the top with the win. He puts a rose on his back. Mike, this is just fun. You just have to enjoy for what it is, right? Oh, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's just, it's all funny games right now. That's, yeah. all, that's all they're doing. This is a piss break match, I guess. I mean, James, is, is Adonis, like, just a great heel, though? Uh, for the time being, doing a gimmick like this, uh, pretty much. I mean, the makeup, the dress, the black thing. Which, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, leave that where it is, but yeah. And uh, I know that on commentary, you know, they were, uh, Elvira definitely was, you know, throwing some heat his way for sure. Any one-liners you can share with us? Well, here's the thing, and I'm glad that you came to me on this. I don't have any one-liners specifically. Well, except for the, the cellulite comment, which, hey, you know what's funny is women are told they're beautiful no matter what size they are. Whatever size whatever way hey women are beautiful you're beautiful baby don't worry about it you're beautiful but when two big guys get in there it's trash them all jones you know what i'm saying just you bash their weight they're fat lazy stinky ugly but you know yeah but that's all i wanted to mention about that she uh they overplayed the weight on these guys and i was like okay like, it's underwritten it's lazy to me like come up with something else you know yeah you know i um I remember the uh, flower shop. Uh, you guys were a little young. So it actually, I don't know if I had the timeline exactly right, but I believe it almost replaced Piper's pit for a while when Piper wasn't around. And it would yeah, come out. Right. Yeah. And I remember uh, Jimmy Hart coming out and saying, this is, <laughs> this is the flower shop with your with the adorable Adrian. And it was, I, I don't think I had that exactly right, Ben, the way I said that, but it was so over the top. And for 1980, Seven is this eighty seven? I mean, six. It's eighty six. Yeah. This was groundbreaking. I but mean, that's 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 what led to Piper's face turn when he came back. Yes, I remember him tearing up the. the right, go, I'm sorry, Ben. Yeah, go ahead. No, that that's that's exactly what happened. He came back to reclaim that talk show spot, and had to take out the flower shop in doing so. I will never forget that. It was like just ripping apart 
uh, the the flower shop, and everybody is cheering for the first time in my life for Piper of all people, because this guy was less likable than Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, That's good shit. That's good stuff right there. it, It was, and like I said, you know, nowadays a character like this is actually a face, um, which is a good thing. And it's funny that at the time it was actually a, a heel type character uh, that this this is what drew heat. So different times. I think we're in a better place now, but it was interesting and, and good for Adonis to be able to uh, pull off a character like this, being that he was completely not this character at all. <laughs> completely not. So. I mean, also, also during the match, like you could hear some derogatory comments from the crowd, like the chants. So it, like you say, Brad, at that time, you know, that was... It was a heat magnet. Yeah. And I know it was based a little bit off of uh, Gorgeous George. Is that right as well? Yeah. Yeah. But just amped up a little bit. Definitely amped up. Definitely. De- take, take it to the next level, if you uh, might might even say that. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this match for what it was. I, I didn't take it too seriously. And I, I remember this Adonis character very, very well as a kid. Because it, it definitely was different than everything else uh, they had on the TV at the time. So uh, I enjoyed it, Except- Ben. So it's actually a, it's actually a shame that Adonis didn't have a better opponent at this WrestleMania. Was this his only WrestleMania? I don't know. No, because WrestleMania three, he had that retirement or the hair the hair match with Piper. Okay, yes, and he sh- then that was kind of it for that Adonis character, right? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, I did see that in Dark Side of the Ring. Um, all right. Anyway, James, that's it. Uh, thank uh, Ben. Appreciated it. Thank you. Uh, back to you. Uh, oh, actually, I got listener questions. You want to do those? Yeah, let's get down to them. Man, I always do this and I'm not ready. <laughs> all right. So this goes back to the first match, and most of this is just about Ben, <laughs> not about the matches so much. But hey, now, yeah, Ben, Bobby KX. No, I'm kidding. Bobby Duncan wants to know, um, what did you think the rain added to the matches story in Hogan versus Stud? I guess it was a a romantic setting for for the the bear hug. <laughs> it uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, cue, it just... cue careless whisper. <laughs> um, it it probably saved the match to be honest because I don't think that Stud and Hogan really wanted to be there by the looks of it. You think it saved the match? I think it just they made the best what they could out of it. I don't think it helped the match. Uh, that's mm. my opinion. I don't think it helped the match. I just think that they didn't know what to do. And it's now the match is famous for it being rained on, right? We wouldn't might even not even know about it if it wasn't for the rain, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, anybody else have anything on that from Mr. Bobby? Nah. Okay. So Amy Vaughn, Amy V, friend of the show. By the way, she sent us a picture today. Me, James, and uh, Adam. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, we'll say we'll share it with you guys later. <laughs> she's a piece of work um she wants to know uh ben have you been to see a wwe show live in australia and are your boys wrestling fans your sons so my boys aren't fans which is disappointing i've tried to brainwash them several times but they're just not not biting um i went to a couple of house shows in 86 when wwf first toured here uh, i've been over to melbourne for the global warning tour that was uh, a 56,000 uh, fan uh, show. So the main event for that was Triple H versus Rock versus Lesnar in a triple threat match. Damn. Uh, Hogan was actually billed to be on the card, but 
the week of the show is when Lesnar took him out on SmackDown and he never never showed. So, so that was disappointing. Um, and not a WWE event, but I saw the Hulkamania tour here. So Hogan versus Flair. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's big. That's big. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Bischoff talks about that on that one episode. All the time. <laughs> Domino Chris wants to know, what's the weather like tomorrow? Asshole. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good, though. Yeah. Um, that's fun. But seriously, um, ask him why the fuck he picked those matches, because those are incredibly random. And we've kind of covered that, but if you want to, if you have anything else to add, I don't know. Not really. I just hope he's enjoyed the breakdown of it. <laughs> so they also want you to try to explain Australian rules of football to the crew and wait for the glorious reactions. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's a very unique sport. <laughs> have you got? Have you guys seen any anything of it? Yeah, McAfee used to do a segment on the show, like in the COVID times, because uh, he had a Sharon. Some team sent him a Sharon. Yeah. Okay. So no. it's a bit of a combination between <laughs> NFL, soccer, and basketball. Like it's it's the objective is to get the ball into the goal or like a touchdown, but you have to kick it through the goal. Um, the players don't wear padding or helmets. They can tackle each other like quite forcefully. Um, the basketball component, where like if they're running with the ball, they have to bounce it every. Uh, 15 yards or something um and so that there's so you can't throw the ball you have to either kick it or hand hand pass which is where you hold the ball in say like your left hand and punch it with your other hand to the to your teammate so like a volleyball it's a bit of a it's a bit of a scrappy game but it's but, but it's non-stop like there's no stoppages you know it's not stop and start like nfl is but there's always it's something going on. So it, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's uh, an interesting game. It's not football, but, you know, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Yeah. I like the shape it. of the Sharon. I think the Sharon shape and how they, like, model it and stuff, with, like logos and stuff, I think it's pretty cool. Like, color-coordinated to the team sometimes. I like that. Yep. So what yep. made you pick the Steelers over the Eagles? Oh, you're going to hit me with that. Well, yeah, you freaking threw it in my face about a year ago. Here we um, are. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought, you know, a lot. There was a lot more. Um, there's a lot more talk about the Steelers than the Eagles. Well, and it. it's the six Super Bowls. So yeah, I mean that helps. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't even think you watch it anyway. I've watched some highlights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question here is from Rob Hewitt, friend of the show. Who is Elmer and Uncle to? And or is his first name Uncle and his last name Elmer? I, I can't. Oh, I can't. love I, that question, dude. I, I read tried. it and I was dying laughing. Shout out Try to, to get a straight face through it. <laughs> okay, from what I know, storyline, <laughs> I think he's supposed to be Hillbilly Jim's uncle. Yeah, he was. They, they came out together. They came out together. I remember that. They were like the hillbilly gyms, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, because you had you had cousin Luke, hillbilly Jim, and Uncle Elmer. That's a great and gimmick, man. Because that's real. Yeah. They're just three yeah. farm guys. What's the big deal, right? I mean, you have the house of black now. If that's allowed, these three hillbillies can come out. 
right. That's it I for mean, the questions. They even had Uncle Elmer's wedding on TV. Like, mm-hmm. shoot wedding. We should be doing a watch along of that. For real. <laughs> I will say, uh, number one, just got a notification on my phone that uh, an NFL game is starting right now. So, uh, shout out, Devin. You know, we're already through both matches. Isn't that funny? He's such a dickhead. <laughs> but uh, there is He's a... He's married like- soon. Yeah, we, this is pretty much we're counting down his uh, final episodes right now. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the goddamn kickout crew, you know, he, he's, we may, we may be taking uh, applications in the future, so get your resumes ready. Ben, <laughs> he actually says he's not going to take any time off from the show for the wedding. Do you believe in any of that? No, no, that's not, no, that's Thank not going to happen. I give it two Absolutely. months, he's done. He's done I don't, the turn of the year. I but I would it. expect him to be off the 5th uh, <laughs> when he's getting married on the 7th. Isn't there some kind of like rehearsal dinner involved? <laughs> I, well, here's the thing, Brad. He doesn't know yet, but he won't be here. But... <laughs> he hasn't got the invite. Because <laughs> <laughs> she will let him know, you're not recording. Now, now, now. You know, it's wedding. And then next week, he's going to the Poconos for the... Like, he says he's going to be back by then. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Going on a weekend? <laughs> We do have a uh, last-minute question, though. Oh, perfect. Go ahead. Uh, it comes to us from Bryant Haremza from uh, no. somewhere in Nebraska. <laughs> so, uh, Bryant asks, which match is worse, this match or Hogan versus Bundy cage match? Bullshit. <laughs> oh. Is he talking which, wait, which match is he talking about? Is he talking about Adonis or is he talking about Adonis? Hogan? I think the Adonis one. They're both awesome. That's my answer. I might watch WrestleMania 2 later tonight. I doubt that. Maybe tomorrow. (laughs) You're married. (laughs) Because I guarantee you this, for our show next week, Adam's not going to have our matches ready for tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, ain't that the truth? (laughs) Uh, That'll do it. That's all for the listener questions. I want to thank everybody. You can submit them uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, you know, wherever you get your socials. Uh, obviously, we are kick out crew on all of those socials because, well, you know that. You know why? Because it's your show. We just do it. Speaking of uh, just doing it, I guess it's time for Ben's topic. So, Ben, uh, you know, pretty pumped up for this one, man. Yeah, it's your show, buddy. Take it away. Yeah, apparently. So, um, I'm going to uh, bring in some Jonesy's jokes, which uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. These are so much better than the Waka Waka Wonkas. Uh, wow, you guys have given me a better reaction than on my own podcast. <laughs> I love when the glasses go on. What a gimmick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> These actually have like, proper lenses. I know, but you always... Uh-oh. Well, they're not just... <laughs> you always did it on the show, too. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Where's Adam? I want to see. Oh, you know, oh notice he's gone all of a sudden, huh? Petty, petty mayonnaise over here. He's got his pen and paper ready. Yeah. I'll show, I'll show him. I'll show him. I've got five. Okay. He usually has four. <laughs> See? Already better. All right. You ready, Bama? Yeah, so you wouldn't know when they're real good. You don't need five. <laughs> Bring it. Okay. <laughs> Number one. So... I am making a documentary series on how to fly an airplane. We are currently filming the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I like it. 
Number two, which celebrity is always ready for cereal? Mm. Ted Bundy. It, Reese. What? It's Reese. He's Reese a cereal with killer. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Oh. Knew that James. I knew it right when you said it. I was like, oh, Reese Witherspoon. Hell yeah. He was waiting for you to answer. I like it. I like that one. All right, number three. My wife asked me to go to get six cans of Sprite from the store. When I got home, I realized that I had picked seven up. Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, num number four. To the person who stole my place in the queue, I'm after you now. <laughs> ah. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a that's a thinker. All right. Now this last one's just stupid, but anyway. You needed five, what's, so <laughs> what's great okay, what's green fuzzy has four legs and will kill you if it falls out of a tree. I'll get it. It's it's a pool table. <laughs> Boy, I felt that one. <laughs> oh, well. So there we go. Jonesy's jokes. Well uh, done. I like it. My face hurts from smiling and laughing so much, man. Uh, I, think, I can tell. I can I tell. I don't think I've ever been able to say that on uh, our next segment, <laughs> which is the hottest rising segment. Boy, plan this out back to back. What? Hey. <laughs> I like I knew, huh? But hey, why not get a little rebuttal and maybe a couple more laughs? So let's keep the fun of going with your favorite segment, our favorite segment. It's Waka 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 with Adam. So Adam, take it away. All right, so here we go. <laughs> Good grief, this is awesome. Hang on, hang on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. For our audio listeners, boy, you got to check the video sometime. I'm telling you. Exclusively on Premiere. This will help. This will help. Um, let's see here. Mike is dead. Uh, let me let me let me see here. Uh, okay, okay. So, somebody complimented me on my parking today. They left a nice sweet note on my window. It said, "Parking fine." Yeah. So I thought that was real nice of him. What are you trying to do, Brian? What makes you think it's me? <laughs> you're, holding, you're holding something up to your, to your thing. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Where am I at? Oh, yeah, number two. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wow, uh, I thought uh, you are killing it, bro. All right, let I hate it when people tell me age is just a number because it's clearly a word. Ah, like that one. That was ah. freaking Mike. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I'm laughing at Adam. I don't give a fuck what he says. I'm laughing at him. So, uh, check it on Mainstream Network because uh, you got to see it. Nice plug. I had to fire the guy that mows my lawn. He just wasn't cutting it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, and the last one, number four. Yeah, one, two, hang on. No, three. <laughs> yep, four, four, four. This is brutal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Imagine for the people listening. I was excited when Apple announced that they were going to start selling cars until I heard that it doesn't support Windows. <laughs> oh, man. Hey. <laughs> A champion's clap to both of you. That was a, that was a lot of fun. I really did appreciate that. Uh, I can see better with them glasses too. That's weird. Well, <laughs> but hey, what better way to keep these laughs going with one of our uh, more popular segments seems to be making a return there, B-Rad. So uh, what you got for us on this one? So because uh, we are welcoming Ben Jones to the show, and he's been a longtime fan, for one night and one night only, probably not one night, but hey, one <laughs> night only, we have brought back FMK, because we just don't care. Come on now. <laughs> so right. this, is, this is the Australian edition. Oh. <laughs> Go figure. What do I mean? Why not, right? So either these ladies have lived in Australia or are from Australia, and the gentlemen as well. So let's start with, Naomi Watts, Isla, Isla, I can't know, I don't know if it's exactly right, Fisher? Isla, Isla. Isla Fisher, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher, Isla. From the Wedding Crashers. I need to know who it is so I can Google this stuff. Who am I looking for? Isla Fisher. A-S-L-A. And finally, L. McPherson. Oh, wait, Devin ain't here. Ben, (laughs) since you've had the most time to prepare, go ahead, pal. Okay, so I'm going to marry Elle McPherson mm-hmm. because why wouldn't you want to wake up with a supermodel every day? Um, I'm going to fuck Isla Fisher because I think I think like the fiery little redhead would be fun for for one night, and Naomi's going to have to go. All right. Uh, you're not quite ready yet, are you, Mike? No, I need. I got Naomi Fisher. That's all I got right now. You got Naomi Watts. Uh, Adam, you next. I don't know who Adam. the hell they're talking about. Go ahead, Adam. I don't know who they are. You're a liar. I really don't. I'm looking them up right now. Well, you guys are killing it. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Professional yeah. podcast. You don't know who Elle McPherson is? You don't know who Isla Fisher is? And you don't know who oh, Naomi Watts is? Naomi Watts. I got the other chick. Who's who's the third one? Elle McPherson. Go ahead, James. You know who these yeah. girls are. Yeah. So I'm marrying Elle McPherson because, uh, you know, why not? Why not? And uh, I think for uh, one time and one time would be uh, – Isla Fisher, because, you know, she plays a little crazy out of control, and, you know, that could be your one-night uh, thing, you know? And Naomi, I mean, she just, hey, it's nothing personal. You just didn't make the cut. All right, Mike, go ahead. All right, redhead. Who's the redhead? Isla Fisher. Yeah, I'm marrying her because I'll wake up to her every fucking day. Attitude, not crazy, psycho, it don't matter. I'm looking at um, Good joke right there. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> go, keep going. <laughs> and then we got Elma 
Nelson? Uncle uh, Elmer Uncle is not here. <laughs> <laughs> but if he was here, he'd be he'd be all of it. No, yeah, El, El McPherson. Al which is on my phone right now. Issue? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, bro. Let me check. That's on my phone right now. Who else? Naomi Watts. Okay. I'm mar- uh, marrying the redheaded chick. I'm fucking Elma and Naomi. I'm getting rid of. Okay. Adam, did we figure out who these girls are yet? Yeah, Elm, Elma. I'm, I'm, I'm killing Elma. Um, um, fucking Naomi, and I am marrying Ella Fisher because I know who you're talking about now from Wind Crashers. Yes. Yeah, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. By the way. Yes, sir. <laughs> I bet you do. No, I mean, wow. no, it's. I don't even know what a quail is. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out Vince Vaughn. Shout out Vince Vaughn. It's hilarious in that movie. They're all hilarious. All of them. Um, all right. So I'm marrying Isla Fisher. I love her. That's the only reason. Uh, I'm going to fuck uh, Elle McPherson, and I am going to kill Naomi Watts. And you know what? I, I think I'm happy with my decisions. So let's go to the gentleman. We have Hugh Jackman. Hey. <laughs> we have Keith Urban, the country singer. You okay. should know that one, Mike. <laughs> and, Chris, and Chris Hemsworth. Everybody should know these guys. Except for Ben. Oh, Captain America? Stop. Do you remember <laughs> no. Devin, Devin on one of our Thor. Like, Thor. Captain America? He, Thor. No, Thor. All right, all right Mike. That's the joke. <laughs> Slow down, pal. All right, go who, ahead, Ben. Who is the second guy you said? Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Um, I'm going to marry marry Hugh Jackman because he's just an overall good guy. He's funny, talented, and that would be good. I'm going to fuck Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I think, you know, having that role play of Thor and the hammer and all that, I think that's <laughs> The hammer, all right. I got way too excited over that. <laughs> <laughs> And, the uh, hammer. He's saying he's got the hammer. <laughs> and uh, Keith Urban, he's going to get the guitar shot because I don't care for his music. Yeah, it's still kinky. I'm right with Ben. I agree 100%. Because get rid of the damn country singer. Who wants to listen to that shit? Mike? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I scream in a thing. I'm thinking on this one. All right, all I'm right. Ready. James, go ahead, please. Oh, man. So, uh... Boy, this might be uh, the popular consensus. I think I'm marrying Hugh Jackman. You know, he's in shape. He can kick a lot of ass. I can't kick a lot of ass, <laughs> which will definitely come into play moving forward for sure. Uh, let's see. Hemsworth. I don't know, though, man. Don't you kind of want to marry Thor? So he always kicks ass. <laughs> well, this is a tough one. I may switch it up. I mean, Mary Hemsworth, because number one, he can uh, he can get fat like me. We can hang out. And then he can also get real skinny again and just beat everybody's ass. Uh, fat it. Thor is awesome. Uh, <laughs> fucking Hugh uh, Jackman, because, you know, he just wasn't good enough to marry. But, hey, we can have some fun. And then uh, on the... <laughs> on the drop, <laughs> nice. On the drop, I'm going with Keith Urban, because I... Do like country, but it's older country. Like if this was Garth Brooks, 
Oh, that'd be a tough one. But, you know, he's not Australian. Or some George Strait or something like that. He is married to Nicole Kidman. Shout out. That is true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that is my uh, drop. It would be Keith Urban. All, All right, right, Mike. So, Hugh Jackson, I am <laughs> going to fuck him. Because is that, is that the other? Which one was he in the Jackson 5? What did he play? He was a train. <laughs> Oh, I thought you said shoot direction. No. You <laughs> yes. Um Jackman, Jackman. Whatever. And but still, we can do some crazy shit together and he's gonna survive because he heals. Um Thor, I'm marrying him because he's the god of thunder. So if he's the god, I ain't got nothing to worry about. And um, Keith Urban, he's out the window. All right. I, I can't. I, I had decisions made, but they're going to be unmade now. So we're going to marry Hugh Jackman because I'm a, <laughs> not, I'm a big fan of The Greatest Showman. Right? Mm. Am I right? <laughs> of course you are. All right. That's what I was expecting there. I am going to kill Chris Hemsworth. At least I'm going to try to. I don't, need, I don't need to be showed up every chance I get with his hammer. <laughs> and then you can't, uh, you can't even pick up his hammer. And then me, Keith Urban, and uh, that beautiful young lady of his are gonna have a great night together. Mm-hmm. Cheers! Thanks for playing, guys. <laughs> Thanks for playing. I uh, <laughs> I like this game, Brad. You know the element of surprise, obviously, because I'm a wrestling fan. So I like the element yeah. of surprise. But hey, we may have to shoot Mike these names <laughs> before we record, so he knows what's going on. <laughs> Hugh Jackson was a great guy. Oh man, hey, I like uh, you know, never can't say goodbye to that one. You know what I'm saying? But don't worry. <laughs> and Elmer McPherson has always been one of my favorites. <laughs> shit, hey, and if you want some chicken wings, be sure to get some shit, shit peppers. You know what I'm saying? All I know is this: thank God, shit, shit and after the wings, shit, shit peppers is what they call shit, shit peppers. Thank God we did the meat minute early. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, but you can't argue. <laughs> all I'm, right. I'm happy. I I'm, yeah, we all we all are. Back to you, James. You know, uh, there's so much fun on this, but uh, you know, it looks like uh, our preview of next week is up, and it's uh, oh, Adam on here. So, Adam, what is next week? Okay, here you go, right here. I got a favor just for you, brother. James. James, 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 James. Rolando has had a little birdie on his shoulder and has been whispering something in my ear. You've been running your mouth. Well, on the 28th, you're going to have to actually talk to Rolando. Because I'm coming on in on your show. You and I, we're going to have a little chat. I'll see you then. You gotta be fucking joking me, huh? Next week, we're gonna have NWA superstar Rolando Perez on the show, baby. I feel a cold coming on already. Hey, does he have a dog? I will say that's the most most crowd feedback he's ever got is that dog barking. (laughs) I can't wait. I got to run into him this past Saturday and I'm... I might have been that little birdie. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. This is not. Well, how tall is that birdie that fits on his shoulder? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fucking hummingbirds are like Godzilla to his ass. 
Keep talking, pal. Yeah, yeah it's only get worse. <laughs> Might as well keep going. This is not going to be a fun episode for James. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Oh, shit. Well, and I went ahead and I went ahead and messaged him earlier just to confirm. I said, you are you are coming this week, right? He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome. I'm real excited for that. Time to pay the piper next week. <laughs> I don't know if I have the money. <laughs> a year, this is a year in the making. Yeah. Not well yeah ladies and gentlemen that may be a good one to tune into is it a work is it a shoot find out next week <laughs> oh boy howdy can't wait well uh so glad i'm a referee and i know a couple of people now <laughs> oh, oh boy <laughs> i mean that was the match we watched with kenzie page and that was the first time james called him a jackass yeah because i mean he looks like a jackass <laughs> he has probably said it 74 times since <laughs> he just keeps going with it well hey uh we are looking for guests i guess because if we let this jackass on we must be uh you know struggling for uh guests boy howdy this is getting deep now <laughs> but uh that being said i want to thank ben for being on with us today long time coming uh you definitely have to come back uh obviously you know depending on how the time zones go. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we definitely want you back. We appreciate the support, man. Uh, I do, and I know I speak for everyone, but I don't speak for everyone. But your continued support to, for us has meant a lot. You're uh, you're one of the first ones that kind of, like, started going a little above and beyond, and you didn't have to, man. Like, you really didn't. And the fact that you like us, like, when people say that they listen and are fans, kind of trips me out because I don't know what's real and what's fake. You know, wrestling. But uh, I know it's genuine from you, and I know that we really, really greatly appreciate it. And uh, hope you had fun. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, anything you want to add, go ahead. Uh, thanks so much, James. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I, I've told you all separately before, but um, you guys really helped me out through some – tough times and um yeah i really appreciate you and I, I love seeing what you are doing and continue to do and i'm always going to be a friend and a, and a fan so yeah from my heart thank you means a lot brother means a lot yeah. yeah yeah it does long time coming ben i'm really glad you came on you're a good friend of us and friend of the show and everything else but good friend first so thanks so much this, for coming on today i'm glad you're able uh, this to this is a it was a lot of fun a lot of fun well, I'm glad you were able to sit back, relax, and, uh, you know, ease your life's worries. Especially before you get your day going, <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> definitely early there. But, that, is uh, crazy. that is crazy. <laughs> as always, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for the continued support. You know, kick out crew on all of your socials, even YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook uh instagram all that stuff uh we really enjoy interacting with our fans and friends because hey it's your show you know obviously and uh you want to be a guest just uh hit up not me and uh you know you can hit up anyone and see uh you know what happens uh that being said you know uh like ben just mentioned you know hey times do get tough and you know the thing <laughs> about it is in moving forward times are probably going to get tough again but guess what like Ben does, it did, and like he's going to do, like we all do. You know what we did? 
we fucking kicked out. Because no matter what ails you and what life's troubles is, tomorrow that sun rises and hey, you never know what tomorrow brings. But you only get there when you kick out at two. Because that's what we do on your show, The Kickout Crew. So thank you again, Ben. Thank you, everybody. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week with a jackass. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. So uh, goodbye. Right.